What's up, everybody? Hope you're doing well. Here we are engaging heaven today. I'm James Levesque. Want to thank you for tuning in, making us a part of your day. Just want to welcome all of our new listeners, subscribers, those of you checked us out on Sid Roth's broadcast. Welcome to the family. Uh, and I got to tell you, there is some very, very exciting news that uh, we're going to start telling you in the days ahead. And, and number one, uh, we have also relocated to Florida. That's right. Tampa, Clearwater, Florida. I am in the process of building a studio and preparing for a show that's going to air five days a week on satellite on this podcast. We couldn't be more excited to tell you more about it. Yeah, so get ready. You're going to hear a lot more about it. It's going to be a five-day-a-week, full 30-minute program on all the cable news provider platforms. So it's going to be on satellite. It's going to be a lot of, uh, I think, all over CTN, basically, Christian Television Network. We're building a studio there, and we've relocated to start hitting media. So you've jumped in at the right time. Uh, this, This group is going to grow. Uh, You're going to get more access. There's going to be more connections. So just tune in. We couldn't be more excited about it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Those of you who've been with us for what? Almost three years now. It is. Yeah. Um, Crazy. Literally three years coming up next week that we did the podcast. And so a new season's among us. You can hear more about it. You will never get a break in this podcast. There will be a day the name will change and there'll be a day that it will be a longer program. But none's gonna. You're not gonna see a difference. You're still gonna click, tune in. We're gonna let you know. Launching up to that broadcast, you are all gonna be a part of letting people know, getting the word out. So you'll hear more about it. We're gonna jump in though. We're gonna call this unbelieving pastors. Crazy to think that could be a thing. I remember doing a a, a revival meeting outside in a tent. It was like a crusade in a place that you probably haven't been called Sea Shelt, British Columbia. Pretty nice area. And there was like me and about five or six other pastors, ministers, and something crazy happened. I'll never forget it. We were in the middle of the offering message. I was sitting on the front row towards the end, and my friend was doing the offering, and there were a lot of vendors that showed up there. So they were like feeding hot dogs, whatever, to different people. And I remember one of the guys collapsed outside. Somebody ran up to me, said, please hurry up, man down, man down, who talks like that. We're not in World War II. I ran out, and there was a man uh, laying on his back. And he had, like, a pack of cigarettes folded up in his little T-shirt, like, in the pocket. And he said, "Uh, I think this is it. I'm going to die. And I told everybody to clear out. They're all looking at him. I stood over him, and I said, sir, you're not going to die. What do you need? And he said, I have one kidney that has been removed out of my body and the other one's basically not working. I've been on dialysis multiple times a week. They told me that there was a moment this thing was going to go. And I looked at him and I said, I believe that God is going to give you a new kidney right now. I said, I'm going to pray for you. And I believe the Lord's going to give you a new kidney. I laid hands on him, um, was laying hands on his stomach, which I know he was on his back to the floor. So I'm sure through the hand somewhere was the kidney. And I cursed it. I cursed the sickness in his body. I cursed the disease. I I not only commanded that his kidney be restored, I commanded a brand new kidney would grow now in Jesus' name. This was Canada. And he sat up. Everybody cheered. He said, man, I feel a little better. I said, praise God. I put him on his feet, gave him a hug. I said, I got to run back to the meeting. As I ran back to the meeting, It was almost taken away from the meeting because there was all this cheering going on outside. 
So my pastor friend said, hey, what happened out there? I said, man, just prayed for a guy, you know, I believe, I said, uh, God gave him a new kidney. And they were looking at me kind of funny. We went on with the, the, the show or the service. And after we all took a big van to go back to our bunkers or whatever. So I get in the van and the pastors start trying to get on my, get on me about it. Did God really give him a new kidney? I'm like, what do you mean? What kind of question is that? And it got so irritating with all the questioning that I finally said, look, are you guys saved? I believe God gave this man a new kidney. This is what I'm telling him on the bus. You want me to say otherwise? You want me to say it with an asterisk? You want me to say it like, well, he did, but we don't really know until we go get it tested. And that's not really, you know, we don't really. No, man, I, I believe the Lord gave him a kidney. I prophesied it. I spoke it. I laid hands on him. It's it. I'm not going to sit there and fall to your unbelief because I'm not politically correct. If I pray and believe that God did something, why would I go out and speak the opposite? I was not concerned. I was not wondering. I knew that this is what I spoke. This is what I prayed. And this is what I believe. And I finally just basically told him to be quiet. And I said, you guys are a bunch of unbelieving pastors, man. Like who would have thought this poor conference has to listen to you guys. You can't even believe that God gave a guy a kidney. So the next day, uh, there was, we had afternoon services. The morning was off. And uh, they kept getting a message that somebody wanted to speak to me. Well, the crowds were already there. As we were coming up over the hill to the venue, to the tent, uh, you can see there was a big commotion. And as I looked through the crowd, I could see the man I prayed for last night. And he had, uh, clearly something happened to him. Everybody was surrounding him. And when we pulled over, uh, we barely could open up the van door. And it was, you know, it was like one of those airport shuttle buses. And the crowds were just pushing. And one of the conference organizers said, man, this guy you prayed for last night has a miraculous testimony. Why don't you come listen? Well, I looked to my unbelieving friends and I said, hey, why don't you guys come listen? Because I think you <laughs> think you guys need this. Well, the guy said, look, sir, I didn't know who you were. Last night, I thought I was dying. You prayed for me. You stood me up, hugged me. You walked off. But here's what happened to me. I had to go to the bathroom. He goes, every time I had to go pee for like my whole life recently, I don't know how long it's been. It was like razor blade pain. He said, I ran and went to the bathroom for the first time. It didn't hurt. Something was up. I ran home. I said to my wife, oh, my goodness, watch. I got to go pee. And, and there's no pain. I think the Lord healed me. And his wife said to him, well, what happened? And he said, all I know is the man of God said that Jesus was going to give me a new kidney. Well, he had no pain throughout the night. He called his doctor the next morning. He said, doctor, I think that uh, the Lord just gave me a kidney. I was at a meeting. Well, they brought him in for x-rays. And he, the guy in front of me has two sets of x-rays. One was no kidney in his body and one that's basically done. And the next x-ray from that morning was not only the kidney that was done was revived, but where there wasn't a kidney, a kidney formed in his body. I kid you not. A kidney was created in the dude's body. And when I looked at those x-rays, I pulled them out the man's hand. I handed them to the preachers. I said, here's what you wanted me to doubt because I didn't have evidence at the time. This is what you want me to do. You want me to live in unbelief. If I would have lived the way they wanted me to, this man wouldn't have had a miracle. Because faith is belief. 
And, I mean, we just saw so many miracles that whole weekend. And, I mean, so many people got saved. And contrary to what you think, when God does a miracle like that, the whole city doesn't come to Christ. The doctors kind of wrote it off as a medical phenomenon. And, you know, of course, they're not giving proof to anything in prayer because they weren't monitoring him before and after. But it wasn't the point. We don't pray for people because we want the doctors to agree. When they do, it's great. We pray because Jesus gave us a mandate to see miracles on this earth. And in light of what we were talking about yesterday, I'm reminded of these unbelieving pastors. Because a lot of the shepherds leading the flocks today are full of unbelief, right? They're saying the right things to you on the stage. But the reality is, if they're not believing in this power, then they're not going to see it. And it was an eye opener to me, right? Because I knew that for the rest of my life, I wasn't going to live in unbelief. If God did a miracle, I'm going to confess it because I'm going to believe it. We're not running around demanding proof or being scared to confess what we believe is true. We serve a miracle working God. And if the Lord gives me his word that he's healing somebody or he led me to believe that, why am I going to doubt it? Because you don't believe. And it kind of links with what we were talking about yesterday, right? A lot of people had a hard time believing God could raise the dead or do supernatural experiences. Well, it's about time we believe. It's about time we raise our belief level to believe that God can have all power and do anything that he wants to do. Because there's too many unbelieving believers on the earth. And I get it's an oxymoron. It doesn't make sense. But that's the only way I could label it. You're an unbelieving believer. By nature, we should believe. By nature, we should confess life. Too many negative Nancys running around. Too many doubting Debbies. It's about time that you start declaring faith, believing in miracles, Praying for your family, your household, believing everywhere you go that God can do anything and confessing it. Don't mask fear as wisdom and walk around and call yourself wise when you're coming against the things of God. That's what happened that day and that's what frustrated me so much. So I'm telling you today, get ready for miracles, get ready for a life of the supernatural to explode in your life in Jesus' name. We love you. See you next week. We're going to tell you more about this exciting announcement. Thank you for rocking with Engaging Heaven today. I'm out. Hi, friends. Thanks for listening to Engaging Heaven today. As a reminder, subscribe and review. We love hearing your great feedback. Also, share the podcast with everyone you know and help us spread the word of God. 